0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. It's good to see you all today, and it's very, very special to be together today, especially Acknowledge the presence of the Lord that's in the house, amen. You know, that doesn't need to be some, a thing, it it is him. I said it's him. Jesus, we're so glad that you said that where two or three are gathered together in your name that you are here in the midst of us. So we just acknowledge you today. We give you praise and glory and honor. You're just too good not to give you all the praise, all the glory and honor. You deserve so much more, but all that we have right now, Lord, we just lay it at your feet. Thank you for the week that we've just been through. Thank you for all the good things that you do. Thank you for the week that we're beginning today and lord you know everything you because you go before us and you've made a way for us you prepared things for us you're causing things to happen on our behalf they're from you and they're for you we give you worship lord thank you jesus thank you master The Bible says it's good to give thanks to the Lord. said it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise and worship isn't over. We're just shifting gears and moving from the outside all the way to the special place. Amen. On the inside. Glory to God. Glory to God. Why don't you just follow me with this for just a moment. Why don't you just come with me to the most holy place for just a a moment. You know, he's, uh, just, you know, just want to make sure that, uh, that the Lord is acknowledging that, uh, that he's able to take his good pleasure, uh, From the measure that we give him. Will that be all right? Amen. Just close your eyes for just a second. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you. Thank you for showing us Jesus, helping us to see, helping us to hear, helping us to know him in a greater measure. Lord, we came to be a pleasure to you. We didn't come to get something from you. We came to give something to you, Lord. We want to sow a seed right now into our future. Because you're it. You're all that we have and all that we need. Everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We say glory to God. Glory, glory, glory to God. All glory to you thank you Lord hallelujah you know the Lord made promises to David David had a desire and the Bible describes David as a man that was after God's own heart now that could be a description that says well he was like God I I, I tend to think it was more that he was just after the heart of God He wanted to know God's heart. He'd seen God's hand, but all of that pointed to God's heart. And he wanted to know the God who is good. You know, the scripture says that, God, you are good. You're the source of all good. I don't know if some of you have been here a while. You remember that scripture over in Psalms 119 around verse 68. It says, God, you are good. You're the source of all good. Train me in your goodness. It's the goodness of God that causes us to change our mind, for our lives to change. Amen? Repentance is a good thing. It's not feeling sorry. It's turning and going in a different direction. It's doing something different. It's thinking uh, something different. It's a whole different way. It's taking a different way. Amen? Amen? But when the Lord had made him a promise, this was his response. He learned to respond to God's heart because he laid his, God says, I see your heart. You want to build me a house? He said, but now I won't be outdone, son, now. I'm going to build you a house. And he was, and, and the Lord did. He built them a, he built him a physical house. He built him a, a palace, if you will. He, he made a place for David uh, beyond his natural life in history. David became the measurement against every other king. If you read through the Kings uh, and the Chronicles, you'll see that David was the standard and the measurement against which every other king was measured by. God said, I'm going to build you a house. And it's going it, to be quite something, uh, son. So David... Uh, went in in response to that. And he said, who am I that you would make such promises to me? You know, we've been in the book of Ruth. Remember, she fell down when she heard uh, uh, who was a stranger, but there was a new relationship in her life, this Boaz, who's a type of Jesus, the kingsman, redeemer. And she said, who am I, a foreigner, a stranger, that you would treat me with such kindness and such grace? And here we see David before the Lord before the Lord went into God's house and got before God and said Moy, you've made such promises to me who am I but now he said this uh, but you did promise uh, I'm going to hold you to it I'm paraphrasing that you know is that, a, is that someone that, that God takes pleasure in when God says a certain thing God and we believe it enough to just say you know what Lord if you said it that's as good as done for me now do it Now do it. See, God's not happy with you just believing Him. He wants you to be receiving from Him. God doesn't want just to tell you. God wants to show you. You are to be the the, uh, see first, the manifestation and the demonstration. We don't come in word only, but we have the proof that's in the pudding. We have the evidence are you listening? And the first part of that is our faith in God is the evidence of the things that we don't see but we hope for them because God promised them so we, so we hope for them. We say, God, I believe you and I believe I'm going to see you do this thing. That's We live by faith. It's by faith. You're wondering how is this going to happen? How does this happen that Ruth said, how does this happen? To? Well, by faith. By faith. By faith. Amen. Now, some of you are trying to live by faith, and you don't hear the Word of God at all. Very little. Faith comes by hearing what God has said, and God keeps saying. He'll author it, then He, then he develops it. He keeps saying the same thing. In many different ways. But he's just building something. Faith can be built. You wonder why you, it's hard to believe. Well, you're never going to receive if you don't believe. But you've got to hear the word of God. You've got to be in the word of God. I have a hard time believing. If you can't do it once a week, what are you doing with the rest of the week? Let's move forward here. I mean, One of the, one of the mainstreams into your life is that when we come together we shouldn't forsake that I know it's difficult during these days but you know it's still doable when we walk by faith because to be after God's heart we have to hear what he's telling us in order to see what he's trying to show us Man shall not live by just natural bread alone, striving for the surviving. But man enters into the thriving when he understands that real life comes from every word that is streaming, flowing. There's a knowing that's flowing from the mouth of God, the words of God. Where we don't just come and get into his presence every once in a while, but we learn to live We learn to live with the ever-present God. We learn to press his presence. And we learn to, every time I open up this word, I'm face-to-face with the God who's speaking to me. I could preach a while there, but we need to go on. And the title, we're in this restoration Uh, situation aren't we the title today could be called a new way we're in Ruth the second chapter and we find that they have arrived uh, arrived and it was where they arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest we're in a new season we're in the harvest times even in the natural uh, the harvest of the Uh, of the brunt of the harvest of the year are reserved for the fall, a fruitful uh, fall when we harvest all that's been uh, really sown and grown that's going to carry us uh, through the next season of rest and, again, preparation for a new season, a time when the sowing and then the growing and the cycle goes all over again, but uh, we see Ruth and Naomi came with uh, Naomi too. And they've arrived and for uh, it's a new and a strange place. It's a place of change. You know, maybe you're at a place of change where it doesn't need to be by chance anymore, but it needs to. You you, you need to have change that's by choice. And you know, all change is strange at first, isn't it? All change is strange at first. But, you know, the Bible says one day Ruth, the Moabite stranger. Now, why would it say she described her here at the beginning as a Moabite stranger? Now, Ruth was going to undergo a change Ruth's life was was about to change dramatically Ruth was going to uh, be in uh, uh, it, it, she was going to encounter and experience new information that would become a uh, new revelation and that new revelation would transition her into a transformation that God had purposed by choice all along before she ever got there Before she ever knew him, he already knew her. But she's described here as Ruth, the Moabite, the Moabite foreigner, a stranger. And she says, I'm going to work. You know, in Moab, where she's from, the land where the life experience is. Under the current, the flowing of the culture is under the curse. And the curse is man meeting his own need and wants apart from God. Man being his own source. Wasn't that the devil's deal? You really don't need God. You can do this all by yourself. You can meet your need and your desire without God. And we uh, see that that was the Uh, seed of all of the harvests throughout the generations of the curse, laboring under the curse. I call it the striving in the surviving, see. And conversely, we see where she is now. That's where she came from. So she's described as the Moabite stranger, but life is changing for her. That's not where she is now. Where she is now in Israel, the land of Judah in Bethlehem, the blessing the place of bread, in the blessing. Remember, they came there because they heard what God was blessing His people. You know, people need to see the blessing of God on your life. People need God needs you to experience the blessing of God on your life so other people can hear and see, because there are people that are looking and listening for something other than having to do it all on their own. The Hebrew word shalom it, it can be translated total and complete prosperity, nothing missing, nothing broken. You and your you always excelling and exceeding in the highest and the best. And about the time you get here, the Lord says, "Come on up a little higher. I have more in store. I'm evermore." Are you? Any, I wonder if there's anybody in the house today or looking and listening for a new way see in the blessing it's man trusting God partnering with God oh yeah there's There is always something for us to do. Have you noticed that, you know, one ditch is that i got to do it all by myself. The other ditch is that God's going to do it all by himself. No, we're in the middle of this together. Uh, Somebody says, well, I'm in the middle. I've made a mess. I'm in the middle of a mess. Well, I'll tell you what now. You ain't made such a mess that God can't bless you beyond the mess out of the mess, up and through the mess, and into his highest and best for your life. And if you're looking at it right now and say, this ain't it, oh honey, follow God. And follow through with God, because God has something more in store and in mind for you. No, it is in the blessing man, trusting God, partnering with God as the source for the supply of every need and every desire. God has it all. We're all conditioned, though, by the culture that we come from. See, when the pressure's on, we'll always fall back on the training that we have been trained by. And in the curse culture, see, there is the strivings of the survivings. Ruth, the Moabite stranger, the Moabite foreigner, coming from where she'd come from and being trained by what she'd been trained by and being cultured and conditioned by that culture, she said, I'm going to work. And you know, this is good to work, isn't it? It's a good thing. To My dad I always used to say, and I, I, I believe that he said it was in the Bible. Of course, I found out. I never have run across it, but he meant well. I mean, he, he did... He said, uh, God helps those that help their self. And my dad believed in work. He was a hard worker. And see, Ruth said, I'm going to work. And work is good. But you know, there's something greater because God is already at work. He's working the blessing. He wants us, invites us to join him in his work, to be a co-laborer, knowing that, we are, in fact and indeed, in God's mind and in God's economy and in God's plan and in God's place and in God's grace. We're not just co-laborers, are you listening? We are joint heirs with Jesus. See, Ruth didn't know that she was about to be joined to Boaz as a joint heir. The field she was working in, are you listening that she stumbled into that she found herself in the part that belonged to uh, field that belonged to Boaz, the blessed part, the place where the blessed man was the chapter saying there happened that there was a man that God had blessed, that God would had blessed this man, and when he showed up in the field, he blessed everybody in the field. This is a blesser, and she wound up there. This is strange and foreign. To her because she's labored under the curse for so long and life had been hard. And we see her striving and the surviving. Ruth, I'm going to work. But there's something greater when we enter into the work that God is doing. From the work that God has already done. I'll tell you, honey, I don't care what you're facing today. God's already worked it out. God's already got to work. In process. God's already at work. While you're asleep, God's at work. While you're struggling, God has already straightened out everything. There's a straight path between here and there. Even in your crooked places, God has already been gone before you. Even if you don't see the way, know the way, follow the one who says, I am the way. And that would be Jesus. So we see Ruth and we know that, you know, we have this report of her when Boaz asked about her. Uh, this was the report that says, she's been steady at it from early morning until now without a break. Oh, we would say it this way, she's been hard at it. I might be talking today to somebody, maybe not everybody, but somebody that's been hard at it without a break. Can't catch a break can't take a break. Hard at it. And here's what she's doing. She is in the position where she's gleaning. See, the striving and the surviving measures we gather bit by bit, the left behinds, the leftovers, the little bits of droppings that fall from the reapers of the lots. In life, ever been there? Has that ever been your perspective because that's your position and you find yourself in a position Where you're in the middle of abundance, but you're suffering scarcity. That you're seeing surplus all around you, but you're just picking up the crumbs. The leftovers. The left behinds. What wasn't important enough for the real reapers to even fool with. Is so little. Well she's doing what she knew to do. She's been conditioned to do. She's been trained to do after all. She's a survivor. But I I I want to put a but in there because but is a conjunction in the English language. I thank you that there's a co-junction happening here. But see, she was never meant. She was never purpose. Her condition right now was not gonna be I heard a fella say her conclusion where you're at right now and the condition you're in should not be your conclusion in life. Aren't you glad that God has made an inclusion for you and I, that your condition is not going to be your conclusion. Oh, I tell you, God's not done with you yet. I remember uh I remember going through some uh uh things and uh you know uh uh and standing in this house and standing right over uh right over there after we had uh, rolled around in the highway, the devil meant to kill us and nearly did. But God, but God, I said, but God. And I was sharing uh, with someone near and dear to me, and I said, I shared this. Said now, I remember standing in uh, uh, standing in that condition, in that position, and I and I, I heard the Lord say, I'm not done with you yet. See, it doesn't matter if the devil says you're done, if God's not done with you yet. And I'll tell you, if you're still living and breathing, you're still here today, God is not done blessing you yet. And because why? He's going to make you into such a blessing, the devil wish he'd never tried to do what he done in your life. Somebody ought to say amen in this place. See, but, 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 but. You know, sometimes we bring that to God. We say, but, and God says, exactly. But me. But for my plan. But for my purpose. I know what you've been through. I know your story. But here's the rest of the story. Your story, I'm going to drop off the why and I'm going to just say our story is going to be happy ever after. I know you don't see it yet, but I got something in mind. I've been waiting. For such a long time, for such a time as this, to get you into a position. I don't care about your previous condition or your present condition. I've got more in mind for you than where you are and what you have and who you think you are. Because you're more than that to me. See, but she's in a new place and uh, it's a new time and there's a new culture and a new way. That's all centering down and intersecting into this new relationship. See, she's in the field that's blessed. She's in the blessing. And here she is. She's hard at it. A gleaner. She sees herself. That's her position and condition. She's following behind always behind always behind bringing up the back of the line but she's in the in the blessing and and we can see something here the the lord of the harvest shows up boaz shows up he's this is his harvest this is his time this is his field he shows up and he speaks up the blesser the blessed one comes and, you know, Jesus is the blesser, isn't he? The blessed one. And he comes like Boaz to tell you and to show you and to change everything. You know, the king and the kingdom and change in the, from the king and the kingdom is, is it's not like man's change. It's not a temporary thing. See, Boaz uh, understood such a, the Bible says he was a wealthy man. See, you don't get wealthy without being wise. You know, prayer will help you to tie the uh, wealth of wisdom and the wisdom of wealth. The Bible says he was a wealthy man. He was an honorable man. He was a blessed man. And we know that he was a blesser because he greeted them with the blessing. And and we see his interactions with Ruth is that, That he's blessing her. But he understood this about Ruth, the Moabite, the foreigner, because she located herself, didn't she? The minute goodness showed up, that her response was, it's too good for me. Me, not enough. Me, not measuring. Uh, Me, a stranger. Me, a foreigner. Me, a gleaner. Me, a left." over and left behind my mind goes to another day when Jesus has borrowed a boat and asked to use it and so he got doubting fearful Sometime wild as the waves, Peter, sow a seed. And he didn't realize that he was standing in the presence of the Lord of the harvest. And the Lord gave him an instruction. And he filled the boat. He filled the boat to the place he was sinking. and I want you to see Peter's reaction. This is so strange, isn't it? I mean, he wasn't exuberant. He wasn't joyful. He fell down at the master's feet. He said, God, I am a sinful man. That's how he saw himself. But the Lord said, look at me, fisherman. That's not who you really are. I want to show you what you're really fishing for. And so as Be- and so Boaz tells Ruth and Jesus tells us, and I'm going to paraphrase verse 11 and 12. He says, I know your story. But well, now here's the rest of our story. You left the land where you came from. I know the seed that you've sown. Without, it just came somehow naturally to you to not be a taker, but to be a giver. I know what you did for your mother-in-law, Naomi. How you left that culture. Where you were born, you were positioned. You left the culture where you were trained and conditioned. Well, now I want you to look at me and listen to me. Dear daughter you've come to the land you've come to live because you said where you go I'll go where you stay I'll stay your god your people will be my people and your god will be my god and where you die I'll die I said here's where you've come to live this land this new position this new condition to be even more of Blessed and to be more of a blessing. You need to realize that you've come. And and, and here's the thing. See, blessed people need to learn to point to the blesser. He said, I know. He said, don't look at me. He said, you're you're focusing on, on me. How is it that I treat you this way? He said, you need to realize you have come to the God. To a God who will shelter you. A God whose wings will protect you. A God under whose care you will prosper beyond your wildest dreams. See, every blessing that we uh, that we have and enjoy, everything that we are, all that we have, needs to point to the blesser. To the God. To the God who people must come to, need to come to, Maybe not necessarily want to, but need to realize you've come to God. It's Him. It's always and only been Him. All that you see, all that you're encountering right now, you've come to God, honey. This blessing is from the Blessor. Why should you accept the blessing of God? Because it's how you. It's worship to God. He's a great king. He's wealthy beyond comprehension. Everything in the earth and the fullness, the Bible says, it's from Him. And it's to be for Him. He's so lavish and extravagant that He doesn't withhold anything from anyone, does He? Are you listening? Even if you're still a gleaner. His intention was always be that you would partner with him, labor with him, be an heir with him. As a reaper of the harvest. You know there's sowing faith, faith for sowing. There's faith for the growing. Believing that God gives the increase. He is a God of increase. You can't give anything to God. And get it back in the same measure. He. he we see it here in Boaz. He says. He not only repays. But he rewards. He not only repays the seed that you sow. And sacrifice. But he rewards with a bonus besides. The increase of a harvest. You can't do anything or give anything to God. And get it back in the same measure. Not once it leaves your hand from your heart. The Bible says the heart governs the hand. The heart regulates the hand. We see the heart shown in the hand. People say, you know... What does this mean? See, you know, you can't outgive God because when you give it to God, He fully intended to just give it back to you, but not the same way. That are you hearing? It will be increased. It will be multiplied. It will become more because God is ever more. Anything He touches is ever more. It's never less, it's ever more. Well, what about if God prunes me? Well, you know, it's just dead stuff. The pruning is for ever more fruitfulness. So, if it feels like less, don't, 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 you know, don't misinterpret or misunderstand. And we tend to do that, don't we, sometimes, a lot of times, most of the time just miss understand and misinterpret but you know sometimes you have to hang around a while to see the end results the faith outcome I said the faith outcome you got to wait on the Lord of the harvest who, who grows who provides the seed but he also grows the increase you got to wait on the Lord of the harvest for his plans to develop for you so here we are And Boaz is telling her, you've got to realize that you've come to the blesser, to God. It's him you're looking for. He's the real blesser who repays and rewards. He protects and he provides. And all this blessing you see, well, it's from him and it's for him. Boaz, Jesus, as the kinsman redeemer, Say, I want you to know the blesser. So I'm going to tell you, but I'm also going to show you the blessing.'" The blessing, I'm going to show you the blessing, the heart that's from the heart of the blessor. See, it's difficult for us to accept that life doesn't have to be, and life shouldn't be, was never, life was never intended to be so hard. I might be talking to someone here today. You're still hard at it. You're still hard at it. You're still hard at it. Hopeful for a break, but never taking a break. From early in the morning up until now, all through the years, There's more than just striving and the surviving. I wonder if anybody's listening or looking or seeing today. Boaz and Jesus said, I've given orders to my harvesters. We don't have time to get down into explaining all of that, but you know, Jesus talked about it said at the end of the age the, the harvesters the angels will be sent out helping hands helping hands do you know you have you have angels assigned to you to help you Well, you're working out this salvation, so great a salvation, the Bible says. But you know, they hearken diligently unto the voice of His Word. You see, you and I, if we're not the ears that hear His Word, we can never become the voice of the Word that we've heard from Him. Because faith comes by hearing. But faith speaks as well. And then ruling and reigning, you know, there would come a day when Ruth would just say a thing. And as a joint heir to co-labor with Boaz there were servants that it would be done for them. Oh don't worry about the servants. They're well paid. This is a wealthy man. He treats his folks good. Moving right along here. No Boaz privately. Ruth wasn't aware. says so she went up. She got up to go back to work. See, because the Lord knows that you can only, when things have been so bad and so hard, you can only take a little bit at a time when you're used to just gathering bit by bit. Jesus said it to his disciples, he said, oh, there's so much more I, I, need to, I want to say. I must tell you, but you can only take this little bit that I'm giving you right now because you're so used to the little bit. The greater works, the greater things, the greater glory—we'll have to wait for the rest of the story because the Holy Spirit. We're going to need the Helper's help here. We're going to, because it'd be just overwhelming information without the one who brings the revelation. Uh, church would just be church and another sermon unless we have the Holy Spirit's help that takes the information and gives you a revelation and sometimes it's just a little bit but that little bit is one foot at a time one step at a time it it is turning disadvantage into advantage It it is making things easier for you see Jesus privately instructed his harvesters he said now Here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to to make things easy for Ruth. God wants to make some things easier for you. Some of you are trying so hard not to be a sinner. Honey, you need to realize it ain't all that hard. You just got to want righteousness more than you want sin. Quit looking at the sin. Quit looking at how you can't. Look at God's can. Look at what God did. Jesus who knew no sin became sin that you might be made the righteousness of God. Just be right with God. Well, you don't understand our sin. Well, you have an advocate with the Father. Even Jesus, the mediator between God and man. That He will not only forgive you, but He'll cleanse you of all the unrightness. Let Him change the want to. Hey. Are you listening? I come to church because I want to. I don't go to the bar honky-tonk. I don't want to no more. Are you listening? I, I open this up and this living water, new wine is more than enough for me. I don't need all that other stuff. <coughs> Are you listening? The ABC store ain't got nothing for me. It's John, Luke, and the son from Galilee. Hallelujah. the truth is you do what you want to do but God will work on the inside see he understands Boaz understands he said, you still have the wrong picture you're in the prosperity but you're still in poverty you still see you In the same old way. But that's not what I see. And I've got to start. And I have this unique opportunity right now because we're starting over. Oh, don't don't despise small beginnings and starting over. Sometimes where it feels where, have you ever heard the saying, I'm just drawing a blank? That might not be such a bad thing. When I think about it, I just draw a blank. I, I really can't see. I don't know where to start. That might not be such a bad thing. Maybe now God can paint a new picture bit by bit and stroke by stroke. And for a while, it's not going to be evident. But after a while, you'll start getting the picture. <laughs> Who glory to God. I don't want to get, you know, too Pentecostal on you. But I I... I I, uh, uh, you know, uh, I have worn that hat a time or, or, or two when the Holy Spirit came and sat down on me wanting to be in me. I just said, I just breathed in. Oh, shalabasata <gasps> mayiste kabroposte. It just, I just sometimes, it just come out. <laughs> so, sometimes i i took jesus at his word he said now he is with you but he shall be in you and i i remember uh, i i remember the you know feeling the the presence of the lord in that little southern baptist church and when we'd get down in the in the little side room and we would pray and and you know all of that kind of stuff but when the shine began to wear off i, I looked a little deeper and, and, and I found that the promise was that he shall be in you. And I, I, I encountered some guys that came up that when the prayer circle went around, we all knelt on the, you know, used to, we kneel down when we prayed. And we'd bow our heads and, and they'd go around the circle. And these guys from, the, that were Pentecostal. And when they prayed i uh I just you know it's kind of like when we were kids, you know we we uh uh lived on a farm and and uh uh we kept our cattle with electric fence and and uh, the thing was is that that you could you could have somebody with you, and you could touch the fence and you'd feel the tickle, but they'd get the boom because it'd run through you well, we were holding hands in that circle, and they'd begin to pray. In the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you what, now they weren't praying in other tongues. They were praying in English, but I felt the boom. I said, What, 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 wait, wait a minute. I, I Privately, I pulled them aside. I said, Wait a minute now. What is it? They go, Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. I said, Well, you know, I, I've, 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 you know, tell me more. He said, well, basically, let me give you. He said, well, the scripture says he will be with you. I said, I've encountered that. But I want more of him with me. They go, well, then let him in you. Let him in you. Let him in you. Let him move in. Let him do life together with you. Oh, my goodness. What's Boaz saying? He goes, he said... I want you to realize that they're in making it easier for you. I want you to understand. I've given orders to pull out some of the good stuff, handfuls on purpose. See, I've got to ease you out from under the strivings and the, of the surviving, and but I, at the same time, kind of ease you up into living under the blessing of God and a life as it should be. I, I, I'm going to pull out of the harvest handfuls on purpose. See. With a purpose, with purpose, God wants to show us his heart by his hand. And, you know, uh, Boaz and Jesus would both be saying to us today, I've told you, but um, I want to show you that God loves you. You know, the Bible says that uh, Paul's, one of Paul's prayers, which is a prayer of the Holy Spirit, which was was God's desire, his heart for us. He said, "I, I really would like you to know how high, How wide, how deep the love of God is. Have you ever been in a situation that was overwhelming and it was threatening and overcoming you and you're wondering, is God's love enough? Does God love me enough even though I've messed up, missed... Understood. Misinterpreted. Made such a mess. Well, like Boaz, Jesus just says, "You stay right here. You just keep coming back. I'm going to tell you, but I'm also going to show you because I know I've got to, I've got to ease you into." I can't throw you, little frog, into the ocean all at once. But we're going to the greater place and the greater things. But even the little sometimes that God has is over overpowering and overwhelming. Our our minds cannot contain. Our heart says yes, but we're we we believe, but we have to have God help us with our unbelief. Anybody in this house today? Got to finish up and we'll go home. Are you getting anything out of this? You know, God loves you. Everything has meaning and purpose. Everyone has meaning and purpose. Today, someone's hearing and perhaps seeing and understanding for the first time that God loves you. He wants to be good to you because it's the goodness of God. That causes, that brings, the Bible says, men to repentance. It brings us to the place of choice and decision. Change, not by chance, but by choice. God is a good God. He's willing to display. The Bible says he's good to all. But he'll be especially good to you if you'll allow him to. You'll just believe him. You know, God loves you and he wants to be good to you, to show you that life with him is life as it should be, always was meant to be. And some will say, well, if it's meant to be, it will happen, you know. But let me just tell you, I agree with that. It's meant to be that you hear. It's meant to be that you see. It's meant to be that you understand. It's God you've come to. And he's a good God. God. And if you're seeking shelter, I'll tell you, under his wings, let's seal this deal today, shall we, Pastor? Uh, Ron's not in the, uh, able to do what... It, amen. But we thank God you're here. Praise the Lord. We'll just make our own music right now. Amen. We're so glad, Ron and Kelly, God's work in, in their life and they're here with us today. Amen. Res, restoration. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well... Let's pray this simple prayer together, shall we? Whether this is the first time or, you know, uh, perhaps a new time. Uh, For you, Jesus, I am looking and I am listening and I want to know you. I believe life isn't meant to be so hard and here I am hard at it but Lord I thank you that you came and you give grace that makes it easier to believe and receive all that you want for me all that you have for me so save me Jesus I accept your forgiveness your redemption and your restoration right now. I embrace the new from you and I thank you for it. Amen. Alright, now if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart uh, for the first time or maybe this time I want to congratulate you on your wise choice because change It's not going to be by chance anymore. It's all changed by this one choice. This is the one thing that changes everything. You know, one choice away from everything changing for all of our lives. That's how it is, how life is in the kingdom of God with the king. Amen. And I want to welcome you to the Welcome you uh, to the family. You are now a joiner, and you'll learn to be a co-laborer, but it'll work different for you in the future than in the past, and we thank God for that. We'd love to help you if we can any way. We're here. Uh, Also, we'll um, uh, send you free materials to help you in your first steps where this concern. If you need prayer, uh, please contact us. uh, uh, either you can come by, uh, or you can contact us via the website and uh, social media. All those different ways that so many of us have had have gotten to uh, have had to get used to in this new way. Until the next time, you remember this: you are so very blessed. You have come to the Blesser, and God intends not just to tell you, but to show you. Welcome to this new season and this new thing in your life. Till the next time, you remember this. You are so very blessed, so very loved, so you be at rest. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.